What is back crackalackin' everybody? Welcome to episode 72 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. What's happening, man? <laughs> Not much. I'm, I'm impressed you made it through that opener like that. That, that, was, that good. was like some rhyming skills on your part. You know, I used to be a rapper, Matt. Yeah, Lil Scott. Lil Scott, yeah. <laughs> Me and Lil John and <laughs> all the Lils. Lil Nas X and <laughs> all all the Lils that you grew up listening to. Yeah, I didn't have any Lils. When I, I was, was in the background up. of a lot of the hit songs. Oh, I figured that. Yeah, beat maker and yeah, whatnot. You're kind of their hype man. I could see that. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, moving right along. Happy Mother's Day yesterday to. Uh, all the mothers all the moms out there here in the upper midwest especially the mothers who uh raised fishing children yeah uh, did your mom fish matt no she never really fished much never did uh-uh. like she would go like if she would go if we all went as a family or something like that but usually it was dad bringing us boys along or grandpa and like when we go up to the cabin in the summer or we go up to the resort and alex she she'll get out there and fish a little bit but she doesn't she enjoys, she loves the lake, you know, she enjoys sitting along the shore and just hanging out and being there, but she could kind of care less if she fished or not, but she enjoys watching all of us have a good time doing it. How about yours? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My mom does not fish. Absolutely not. Uh, kind of like yours. I mean, she likes being at the lake and uh, I think she'd rather sit with a book on a, on a lounge right. chair, you know, and, and, you know, watch boats drive by, be out on the boat, but... uh. There will be absolutely no slippery, slimy uh, fish in around her. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, there are. You know, there's getting to be a lot of females that. Uh, yeah. You know, that are fishing and pretty cool to see. You know, a lot of them that will bring their kids out there and introduce them because you know they know how much they love it, so they want to get those kids involved with it. Absolutely. Uh, Minnesota fishing opener this past weekend. It was the national holiday or yep. the state holiday. At state least. holiday, yeah. About the only thing good going up there right now, it seems like for all them guys. No but. kidding. What's bigger up there, hockey day or fishing opener? Oh, fishing opener. Fishing opener. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because that's kind of a statewide deal. Yeah, the, that's the, true. The, the hockey deal. When you start getting down in the southern part of the state, it's popular, but it's not as popular as it is up in the north. Whereas fishing, the fishing opener, it's it's all the way around. I still can't believe though, like you literally lived one mile from the Iowa border. Right. I literally lived three miles from the Minnesota border. You know, the rules of hockey. <laughs> I do not even have a clue. I mean, literally 10 miles North of us, Laverne, right. Minnesota has a hockey team. Right. Yeah. I will guarantee you that unless a person lived somewhere else you know, here in Rock Rapids, unless they moved here from somewhere else, they don't understand hockey. <laughs> I mean, I've gone to hockey games and you hear icing and, and offsides and whatnot. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's easier than what if you, if you sat down and just kind of read through the rules, you'd be like, ah, oh, that makes sense. It's about like anything at first when I didn't grow up with it, it took me until I was a little older to start forcing myself to understand the rules of hockey and because it got to be entertaining. There was a time where I didn't think it was real entertaining. And then it was just like, man, I really started getting into it and actually enjoy it better than other stuff sometimes. I want to be into hockey. I, I want to get into it, but I'm not going to take more than three minutes to read up on the rules. I'm That's all you need, really, to get the basic rules. Three? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> all, the, all the hockey, hockey purists out there are just yeah. like this guy doesn't have a clue what Dude, he's talking. POS. <laughs> oh, whatever. But there, you know, uh, it like is. We it, said, it, it's a huge. It, the Minnesota fishing opener is. I mean, I grew up with it. Min, crack of midnight there yep. for a while. We'd go out and you'd get there about you know an hour before midnight, so about eleven o'clock on that Friday night to hopefully get the spot that you wanted and just kind of sit there and start a fire and just kind of hang out until it hit midnight and then you'd cast out how many fights do you think are happen out on the water like you know like you said uh you know try to get to your spot and the arguments and stuff like that oh i'm sure that there's spot and i've got the spot and our spots are the same and you know you showed up four minutes later than me and you know i was here first and then it was like i've always fished this spot i can i can hear the argument start have you ever been in a fight on the water no i've never been on a fight on the water um no i mean i've you know people have said stuff before and i've said you know stuff back i usually won't say something unless somebody says something to me i'm not the first i I won't be the instigator of it all that's just kind of the way i am but uh no i can't say i've ever had any arguments or anything like that fishing Mm. i had i mean hunting yeah (laughs) right I don't understand why it seems like hunting. It's I guess it's more of the territorial ground thing. Where fishing, it's like well, okay, I, it's easy just to go to a different spot on the lake and fish. But hunting, sometimes there's not a lot of other places to be. So right. But have you have you ever been? No, no, yeah. nope. I have not. I, I mean, obviously, like I talked the other day, that kayaker that came close, uh, you know, but. I think that there's been a couple other things like that. The other night when me and Ramrod were trolling around on Silver Lake, we had some people that kind of, you know, got got decently close to us, you know, and we were kind of, you know, just cruising right along the shoreline, you know, trolling. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like, well, wait, dude, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But whatever. I No, I've, I've never been in a fight. I don't ever intend to be in a fight on the water but uh yeah i don't i don't know like i said it gets you know that minnesota opener it just it, i mean yeah i've i've heard of people getting in arguments about oh i'm sure it happens stuff, a lot but uh i think most of your arguments happen at the boat ramps on opener because you know a lot of places are busy and people want to get out and go and, right in a hurry i don't know uh have you ever like as far as that goes with the minnesota opener are you like have you ever been a part of something I have Kinda never like taken a part in an opening like that. Like that where like midnight, we're going to be there at midnight and get out and go? Nope. You know, obviously where we're at, uh, seasons basically stay open all year long here in Iowa, uh, in South Dakota. Uh, over at the Okaboji, uh, you know, Iowa Great Lakes, they do close down. We talked about that, you know, last week or the week before that it was opener. I have never gone over there. I've always thought, you know, just the the neatness of it, but I don't know that I'm at a spot, uh, you know, where I should be going out at 12.01 at night and and going and doing it. I'd like to do it, but I haven't done it. Um, My brothers and I, we used to, and my dad, we'd go over to Round Lake in Minnesota. And up on the North Shore, there's kind of a nice spot where you could fish, and we'd always start off at midnight there. And, you know, you'd always fish for a couple hours, and you'd come home and, you know, usually have some luck. Yeah. Uh, weather was not good for them, guys, <laughs> this year. I, I, Yeah. I mean, uh, 
There was rain. There was snow. It was windy yesterday. Uh, usually, usually this is like the weather that they had for Minnesota openers, kind of like the walleye weekend weather. Is what usually happens is you get the snow and the sleet and just windy, crappy weather. Yeah, they. It was you know down here it was more wind, right, and a little bit colder temps and but a little up, bit of rain, right. But up north they it got was, snow. Yeah, it was, and some some spots look like they have had a significant amount of it too. Right. So. I I saw a few pictures of some boats that you know people were writing opener twenty twenty <laughs> like across the windshields and whatnot on the side in the snow and I a few years ago. I mean, I can remember years where up there in the north part of Minnesota, it, there was still ice on the lake. Right. So. <laughs> right. I saw a deal on Facebook this morning, and I got to read it just because it was so good. I just realized why this month is called May. It may rain. It may snow. It may be 80 degrees. It may be 20 degrees. <laughs> and I think that's exactly right. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, looking back on all the wild weather that you've fished in, Matt, uh, what do you think, What what's the worst weather you've ever fished in? Well, the worst weather? Um, probably last year, actually when we were fishing our one of our one of our last bass tournaments of the year over that Okaboji and it was That'd be mine, no doubt. Yeah, it was forty it had to be about forty mile an hour winds. Um it was a good thing we put in on Trigg's ramp, the little ramps, so that, you know, it wasn't so bad. But it was there was a chance for snow that day. It was like thirty degrees. We got snow that day. Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, that just makes it all tough. But that would probably be the worst conditions that i fished in like at least out of a boat i can remember times when we were younger like if we were fishing from shore say you were northern fishing from shore and you weren't casting and you were just throwing chubs out and leaving them sit uh, a lot of times you just throw it out there and then go sit in the truck and right. watch, <laughs> yeah. and watch and wait and stuff like that so then i mean you stayed out of the elements a little bit but yeah that would probably be the worst now uh you know think thinking over you know obviously bad rain uh snow wind uh you know obviously beautiful days what what is your favorite what what would be your favorite weather to fish in my favorite weather would be i don't know probably that 70 degree temperature range outside with just a little bit of wind i mean you got to have a little wind but there is i mean just enough to put a little ripples on the water and yep just to kind of do that and hopefully it's hopefully it's a west wind so I, I kind of go by that old adage or whatever they say it, you know, fish bite best with the wind from the west and right. fish bite least with the wind from the east. So now, that's, that's, so that's kind of like, that's what I like is nice. I don't want it too warm. I don't want it too cold. And then definitely not too windy. Now, what is the worst wind, you, wind, <laughs> wind, I hate wind. I mean, wind, like I said, wind can be, is a good thing sometimes when you're, a lot of times when you're fishing, you need wind, but. While I chop. I just, I, I hate battling the wind. I mean, like I said, a little wind, I like a little wind, but when, when it's really windy out there, it just sucks trying to control the boat. Right. And just, you know, casting, then you gotta, you know, hopefully if it's, then you got to upsize your weights and things like that so that you can feel the line and lure down there. Would you rather have snow or rain? <sighs> rain. Rain? Yeah. You'd rather have rain? I'd rather have rain than snow. Snow last year, as you saw, it makes everything, that means it's kind of cold. Things start icing up and stuff like that. God, it's hard on equipment, isn't it? It is. And then you start slipping it around in the boat. You know, I have that vinyl floor on my boat, and it got a little slippery there for us in that tournament. So My bait caster was freezing up. Right. And, and you Your know, guides freeze up with it 
with the snow and stuff. It's cool. It's you know you feel like kind of like a badass because it's like yeah it's snowing out here and you're taking pictures. But deep down inside you're just you got to put all your snow gear back on so you can't move as well in the boat. And it's just like deep down inside you're kind of like this sucks. You don't quite get as wet. Right. I, I, I think. You know, we've had tournaments, and and that's the only reason that we would really, you know, if we were just going fun fishing for a day, and we would look and see the weather, and it's like, yeah, 75% chance of rain, we'd be like, nah, screw this. But when you got a tournament, I mean, they're going to have a tournament either way. So we have fished in the rain, in the snow, on super hot days. Last year, we had like a 102 degree day, and it was windier than all get out. You know, and that too, when you get a really hot like no wind day those are not very much fun out there either no no i don't know i i i would would, what would your favorite conditions be i almost think that i liked the snow better just because i didn't get as wet uh but my problem is i hate fishing with gloves right so when it's too cold you know i you know even ice fishing i hate fishing with gloves and uh you know, it's it's obviously harder to control your rod and whatnot with gloves. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just really don't like fishing on not ideal days. I you know I'm really a fair weather fisherman, and and I guess I'm not afraid to admit that. So uh, yeah, I don't know with that. Well, you know, and like we've talked before, like windy conditions and stuff, you can always get out of the wind sometimes. But when it's one of those super windy days, it just doesn't seem like there's places where you can hide from it. No. And, and you know, we've kind of had that this last little while. It seems like, man, living, you know, we're going out there because it seems like a nice day. And it's just windy when we're out there. And, you know, for us being bass fishermen, you know, you try to freaking run that trolling motor in and around on some docks when it's windy, like, that is a stinking mess, and oh, I'm not very good with the trolling motor to begin with, so I don't know. I, I don't care for it one bit. So then would you say wind would be your not so I would I would favorite. definitely say wind. Wind, snow and rain, my ideal day would be 75, 5 to 10 mile an hour wind, maybe not quite 10, and uh, decent boat traffic, but nothing crazy enough, right. to, enough to put some waves out there, and but not not wakeboarding boats no no not wakeboarding (laughs) that's basically it is that too much to ask and it seems like like i don't know like for us down here okaboji you guys have heard us talk about that before and complain about all the boat traffic and you know it doesn't compare to some spots i'm sure but you know you talk about uh lake minnetonka up in the cities that has all kinds of boat traffic on it too so those guys can relate but you can have like the perfect conditions outside and you're just like, oh, it's going to be a great day fishing. But pretty soon you got rollers coming from every which direction because there's boats flying around all over the place and it just kind of throws you around and you got to be ready and paying attention to that. Otherwise you're stumbling around in the boat. You're going to fall out of the dang boat is what's going to happen. Oh yeah. It's been, there's been times where we've almost taken them over the side because of situations like that. Yep. Um, Next, uh, for those of you guys that follow our Facebook page, we started a deal last Friday called uh, Fishing Tip Friday, Um, and it was of me this last week. We did a short one-minute video, and uh, I made a new rod storage system in my garage. I put it right up on top of where my pickup or boat would be so that I can either get up into the bed of my pickup or get up into my boat, pull rods off the ceiling, set them into my boat, and, you know, take off. 
that that was our fir first installment of Fishing Tip Friday, and we are hoping to, for now on, uh, every Friday morning, come up with a short little one-minute video of some sort of tip. I think we're going to try to show people how to tie, you know, correct knots, uh, you know, do some different stuff like that, show people how to rig baits, and uh, yeah, I... We got good uh, good reviews off of uh, yeah. That was a cool video. It was pretty good. I like that one. How's it working for you so far? Pretty nice having them up there. Yeah, so far it's really been pretty nice. I mm -hmm. think uh, I I just like walking in and looking at all, all of right. them. You know, people. I've had a few people comment like, "Holy moly, you got a lot of rods." I don't even <laughs> I don't even think I got a quarter as many rods as you have, and I don't have a, a quarter as many as some other people that I know. So, I think I'm at like twenty. 26 rods or yeah, something like that. that's pretty impressive. That's without ice fishing rods. Without ice fishing rods. So, yeah. You got to be over 100. No, I don't have over 100 fishing rods. Not even close. I probably, that one corner in your... You, I in, think you'd be surprised at how many I actually have. Probably around about the same as, much, same as many as you do, so... Are I, you... Like, are you worried about Emily No, she won't listen. This? She didn't listen to this, so... <laughs> how many do you got in your boat right now? Oh, probably like 12. So. <laughs> and you think you only got 12 more in your garage? I, guess, I don't know. I might have close to 40, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> you are such a lion sack of crap. <laughs> no, I don't have as many as what you think. I have what I need and a few extras. And so. Let's put a bet on it. We will drive down to your garage <laughs> right after this. <laughs> bet. Oh, uh, let's see here. Give I'm me an over under. I think it's going to be under 50. Under 50? Yeah. I'll bet you on that. <laughs> I am pretty sure it's under 50. I'll count them when I get home and I'll you. Tell ain't you. counting nothing. You can't count past 10. <laughs> well, I'll count as, 10, as many times as I has to, have to. It'll probably be four times. I don't think I have as many as what you think I do. I have a lot. Don't get me wrong. I will bet you right now that we will leave here right after we get done recording this. And I will take the over on 50. You'll take the over on 50. I will. And that's That not... one corner of your garage might have 50 in itself. Well, yeah. You you see that during the off season. Then I put them in my boat. So I think you might be surprised. How many musky rods do you got? Three. Three musky rods. Yes. Your trolling rods are not in your boat right now. Right. That's four. So that's seven that's more seven. than... And then I have a couple of, like, three or four other rods sitting there. A couple of them are Emily's, so you can't count those as mine. Oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> those are Emily's rods. Well, they say right on them, Matt Deitch. But whatever. I'll take the over on that. I'll bet you any amount of money you want. We'll make it 10, and I'll take it in cash. I'll count them, and I'll let you know. All right. So, yeah, with the Fishing Tip Friday... If there is any sort of knots or something like that that you guys want us to do a short video on, if you guys have an idea of a neat little video, uh, yeah, send us a message or do whatever you want. Comment on uh, one of our Facebook posts and say, hey, next week we'd like you to do this. We're looking for some different ideas and yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be cool little deal to keep yeah, content coming on the page I think so, so too. A lot of good content and just trying to be educational and informative out there. Some of you guys might be like well i already knew that and some it might be like oh okay that makes sense that's a cool idea i mean just the way that just the way we like to do things sometimes right well and i mean you know if 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 we're doing a deal on you know we've talked about how to tie a polymer knot you know that's probably going to be our next video 
Granted, 90% of the people listening to this know how to tie a polymer knot. But if we can help one person that doesn't know how to tie a polymer knot, exactly right. Bam, you know, that that video is useful. So, whatever. With that, uh, yeah, fishing tip Friday videos. I'm I'm looking forward to doing them. Uh, next up, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series finally came out with uh, their uh, updated schedule. Yep, uh, obviously with this uh, coronavirus, uh, they have not been able to uh, do tournaments the way that they wanted to, and uh, they've come up with an updated schedule. And I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, a lot of fall fishing. Yeah, it. it... It's going to be nice. It's going to be something different. We're so used to having them having the tournaments early in the spring and like this time of the year. And then once like we start really start fishing, they're done. Right. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Now it's going to be kind of fun to see how guys handle fishing in these spots different times of the year. It, it'll make it tough for fantasy fishing too because like if we're used to them fishing it pre-spawn. Right. Where these fish are going to be really big. Now all of a sudden they go there in the fall. You know, they might be starting to put on their winter weight, but they still might kind of be in that mid-range, so. Do you think it's going to have a really big, I mean, you know, certain guys that are always doing good on this lake because they're normally fishing it February, March, April, do you think it's going to make a big dif- difference uh, if they turn around and go and fish there, say, in October? Do you think that same guy's still going to do well, or do you think he's going to drop to the middle of the pack? I think he's, I think he's still going to do well because I think that, like, a lot of them are smallmouth fisheries. Yep. So it's kind of really setting up good for the smallmouth guys. So, so you're kind of thinking and, maybe a and, fighter and whatnot. Right. Or? And once you know smallmouth, when those guys get when those guys get those things figured out, they seem to be able to catch them. Sometimes right. it might not be like, you know, like really like catch that twenty pound bag, but they're always going to be consistent and be up there in the hunt. And it'll be really interesting, you know, like with Polnick back in the Elite Series this year, and he's right. a smallmouth guy. So yep. You know. Yeah, we got June 10 through 13th, uh, Lake Eufaula down in Alabama, July 14 through 17, Cayuga Lake up in New York, uh, July 23 through 26, uh, up on St. Lawrence River in Waddington, New York. That's going to be a killer tournament. Uh, July 30 through August 2nd, Lake Champlain in New York, August 20 through 23rd, uh, up in Michigan on Lake St. Clair. October 18 through 11 on Santee Cooper down in South Carolina. And then we're going to finish off uh, Chickamauga Lake uh, October 16 through 19. That could be that could be a big fish whack fest there. <laughs> then right after that, uh, Lake Fork, November right. 5 through 8. If they're putting on the feed bags down there in Fork. All right. Oh, boy. Chick and Fork. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 10 pounds. It won't be a surprise if 10-plus pound bass come in on both of those lakes. So I'm game with that. I could definitely see them go over to the century mark, you know, go over have a 100-pound. People come in with 100-pound bags over four days. So hopefully everything gets straightened out and they can still do these. The thing that I was surprised at, like you see, like, what was there, like two or three tournaments in New York? Right, yeah. And New York was has kind of been. spot. Yeah, right. so I, it just, that's weird. You know, there's a tournament in Michigan. Michigan was shut down to the anglers for a while there. Right. So now they did drop one of the tournaments uh, in one of the locations, and I forget where that was, but uh, they dropped that. So I don't know if the local city and state government uh, wouldn't allow those. Right. But um, obviously, uh, if they're releasing the schedule, they've talked to the local governments, and I'd say the local governments gave them the thumbs up, and, and I think it's going to go off. Right, and it's going to be a different look than what we're used to. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if they'll have the big weigh-ins and stuff like that as far as 
have the stage and have the crowd there, which kind of sucks. I mean, definitely does for us as fans, but it's great to see them guys get, be able to do this as with their profession and what they do as fish tournaments. So right, I mean they they haven't been making any money, right? You know? I mean, I mean, you look at that UFC fight last night. Right. <laughs> it was just real weird watching it without fans there. You Did know? you watch and it? I didn't watch it. I no. watched highlights of it and Did stuff, you? but like watch the guys walk out and it was just weird. Like you just seeing some of the clips of it. You know, the trainers just like talking to them while they're out there fighting usually you gotta right. scream and yell for them to hear you so right so i mean it would be weird i think that'll take some of it out of it for those guys i mean because some of those guys are such they feed with the crowd and they have so much fun with the crowd and everything like that so yeah no but uh it, it does feel good to have a little bit of normalcy coming right. down the pipe i mean, I mean I, we're, we're starting to see things like that like you know i saw some local tournaments right i think over in south dakota there's starting to be a few tournaments and stuff like yep. that and so we've got a tournament coming down the pipe here right uh, as much as it doesn't feel like it i mean it, in a way it feels like your whole summer has been canceled but it really hasn't and things are starting to right it's still the beginning of may right. so i mean we got a lot of time left Right, but it's just like it's just kind of like they keep dangling that carrot out in front of you. Just when you think that it's like, all right, here we go, they're just like, ah, a couple more weeks, or oh, we're going to cancel it through this. I mean, I guess it could be worse. I mean, I think out in Oregon, they've pretty much canceled everything till September. So have they really? Yeah, they they're already talking about like fall sports out there, like not having fall sports in the schools. Or, Gee, many Christmas. Yeah, it's some weird stuff. So. Yeah, it's nice to see it starting to get back to kind of, I don't want to say back to normal, but it, uh, heading back that way over here. So Right. And it's cool that fishing is one of those things that they are encouraging people to do and get out there, just keep practicing those social distance things. Yep. Matt, what are three, sec- three, three accessories you always want in your boat, aside, obviously, from a motor, a rod? Right bait i mean accessories what are three accessories you start with one i'll i'll say what i'm thinking and we'll kind of go down the pipe i'm gonna i'll say like a pliers a hook remover type pliers thing. that's a that's a good call that that would definitely be a finalist for me also i'm gonna go out and say sunglasses yeah sunglasses are real key i mean it's you yeah they're important to have while you're out there in a good quality pair right i i hated sunglasses i could not wear sunglasses for the life of me and then i believe like last year i bought a set of costas and I've, i had never had polarized lenses before right. i'm not saying you have to have costas but i do think the polarized lenses make a big difference for sure and uh I don't know. I just, I love wearing my sunglasses now. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. You feel weird if you go out there and you don't have them on. Um, I can remember the one time I was fishing with somebody and I think it was at the river here in town and I had my polarized sunglasses on. I'm like, just throw it up by that rock over there in the water. And they're just right. like, what rock, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's just like, well, here, put these sunglasses on once. And they're just like, it was like a whole world was a whole new world was opened up to them. And the one thing about people always forget about the, what the sunglasses is the safety aspect of it because I took oh, absolutely I took that jig to the right to the glasses last year right in the frame right in the lens of it and thank God I had those on so that's another reason why it's important to have sunglasses on out there. Yep, yep. What do you got next? Next would would be either sunscreen or like a sun like protective clothing like a buff or gloves or something like that. You wear you wear the gloves every once in a while, don't you? Right. Yeah. If it's a real hot day, or if it—I mean, not even if it's hot, because you can get sunburned when it's not hot. But there's a lot of times where I'll put the gloves on over my hands because my hands get 
sunburned up pretty good. So I always try to make sure to have that stuff on. Right. I uh, I just have never gotten into the buffs or the glasses, and, and I know I should because, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, when we go out there fishing, the back of my neck just gets right burnt filthy bad. And I, I need to get something back there because it, it will eventually cause problems down the road. And, uh, yeah, whatever. Then there's that. I would say... After the whole Jason Mitchell deal, I, I do not have a bump board in my boat right now. And that is definitely something that I need to get, uh, you know, a measuring device or a weighing device. Something along those lines because, you know, you catch these, these big picture or these big fish, you take pictures and, yeah, you, you don't have anything to go off of, you know, Oh, it looks like a six pounder. Nah, you know, it looks like four pounder. Who knows how big it actually is. But right. I mean, if you can say, well, I don't know how many pounds it was, but I can say it was 22 inches, you know, then, oh, all right, fair enough. I mean, we've seen, look at that fish the other day that Garrett Cox caught. Yeah. You know, he, he sent us a picture of a bass. Matt, you threw out, you know, is that a 10 pounder? I mean, right. I was it, like, it definitely looked like it's eight for sure. Yeah. That thing's got to be eight pounds and they come back. Well, it was six pounds. I'm going to go out on a limb and say their scale was off, but I, right. I don't know. But but after, when you click on the picture and kind of zoom, like when you kind of open up the full picture itself and looked at it, you could see where it was. I, I guess I could see where it was like a six, seven pound bass, but I, I still, it looked a lot bigger than what they told us it was. So yep. those guys kind of hammered them the other day. So dirty dogs out there in the middle of Nebraska, you could probably throw a hot dog. Right. Not even on a hook, and those bass will bite it. They never see anybody out there in the middle of Nebraska, so not any winners, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> All right, last up. Uh, last up. Um, well, this is. I'll go with this with non-tournament fishing type idea. Just out there fishing. Um, God, I was trying to think. I had it. Where did it go? I would I would have to say like a measuring device too, like you said, because if you are fishing in places where there is a slot limit or things like that, it is it is important to have yep something to measure your fish with. Well, I'm gonna be drawing a blank here also because I was gonna say a pliers. Right. I'm I'm not a guy who uh, throws a lot of crankbaits. I'm not gonna say I don't throw a lot of crankbaits. I don't throw any crankbaits. Um, and you know when you're starting to deal with treble hooks and whatnot. You know, right? If you, if you don't have a pliers, that's well. Even if you catch like a northern or a walleye, and they got the teeth, and or even a fish, if it gets it down in there, and you can't really get in there with your fingers very good, there's, you know, whether a pliers or like a, you know, cold snap toothpick or something like that. Right, you, you got to have something, something to get in there. So, yep. I guess my honorable mention, like I said, like if you were talking tournament fishing, then like a culling system. Right. Culling tags. You know, you kind of forget about those, but if you're fishing with somebody else or you want to mark your smallest fish, it's nice to have a cull tag in there just to keep that on the fish. So. Absolutely. Matt, last up, our last uh, topic before we get into our feel-good stories. Are you a music listener out on the boat? You know, I enjoy it, but there's times where I'll be fishing all day and I'll be like, man, I never even turned the radio on. It's just like you, you don't really think about it at times, but if I'm trolling, if I'm doing anything like that or just... You know, it's a bunch of us in the boat just having a good time. If I'm by myself, I hardly ever listen to the listen to the music or the radio. But if it's like I said, if we're out there bluegill fishing or something like that, or you want to change it up a little bit, what definitely. about ice fishing? 
ice fishing. You know, you ever turn some music on or have a radio in the shack with you? I don't. But then when somebody does it, I'm just like, that's a good idea. You know, something to listen to while you're out there. I, I'm not, it's no superstition at all. Like, I don't think like, oh man, you know, you turn on a radio and it's bad luck. But I, I don't think that fish bite is good if there's music going. I, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, if it sends some ripples or, you know, sound waves through the, through the water and, and the fish hear it or it something. Be, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I've never had good luck before. Like even, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're ice fishing, you know, you'll, you'll pull out your phone and, you know, it's like, man, you know what? I, I need, I need to listen to this song. I've never caught a good fish while a song is going. I've never, I don't even know if I've caught a fish while the song's going obviously my boat doesn't have a radio but I, I don't know i just i don't I, I like turning on the music i like turning on some hollow notes after me and you are done with the <laughs> right. tournament we're heading back right. in or something but otherwise i don't know i think it's i think it's i don't want to say bad luck but i don't think it's good mojo right it's just one more thing you gotta worry about <laughs> yeah yeah you know i mean <laughs> you you gotta Turn, turn it down, turn it up, whatever. We we have when when we're over. I guess when you're over fishing at a place like Okoboji, there's enough boats flying around with their music blaring that you're hearing enough music. So right. Now, last but not least, feel good story of the week. We're gonna finish off with the feel good stories of the week. Matt, you want me to start or you want to start? You go ahead. All right. Well, feel good story of the week for me is my buddy Dan T. Uh, Dan T didn't grow up fishing. Dan T isn't, uh, he'll be the first to tell you he's not a fisherman, but Dan's got a, I don't know. I would, how old do you think Addison is seven? She's going into third grade. I'm pretty sure. Eight. Yeah. Something like that. I think. All right. We'll call her eight. Uh, Dan brought her out fishing earlier this year. Uh, you know, just a few weeks ago and really kind of got her hooked and you know, it's kind of been Dan and Addison's thing now, you know, that, yeah that more often than not, Dan will text me in the evening and say, Hey, you, you know, you fishing anywhere or whatever. And I, you know, she's been getting into catching frogs and you know, whatever, <laughs> all, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, I just think it's a, a really good deal. You know, two people that wouldn't really be fishermen, uh, you know, getting into fishing and, you know, they got a cool little deal to do in the evenings after Dan gets off work, you know, where they get outside and go and do stuff and, and they're bonding and, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's really cool that Dan and Addison, you know, been getting into it and hopefully maybe, uh, you know, I've, I've invited Dan how many times, you know, Hey, why don't you come fish? And why don't you come fish? Nah, yeah. He's an excuse maker, you know, Dan, but <laughs> whatever, you know, maybe Dan will actually finally, you know, get into this enough to where, you know, he's like, you know what, this weekend, I think I am going to come fishing with you. I think Dan thinks he's imposing on us when we invite him to come along fishing. He, I think that he feels like he's going to like, be too much work for us and you're not dan that mean, is if abs- you want if you want to come along you let us know and we'll take you along the entertainment factor of dan alone is, <laughs> is worth it all right your story mine would be just the amount of people that i see that are using the river here in town there's a lot of kids down there right now throughout the day you know some people might say they're not doing their homework and stuff like that oh, but good but, you know, at least they're doing something constructive with their time. Um, seeing them down there fishing in the evenings, there's a lot of people down there 
just enjoying themselves, having a good old time. I was riding my bike down the bike trail the other day, and my little cousin Ethan that we've talked about here many a times. He's that going, kid can catch him. Oh, yeah. He's going into sixth grade now, actually. And uh, him and one of his little buddies were down there. And I was like, how's the fishing going, guys? And, oh, man, they were telling me how great it's been. And he was showing me pictures on his phone. He was taking them out. And, yeah, it's uh, it was pretty cool to see. And I, I love seeing you know, seeing kids getting out there and just people enjoying the resource that that we have. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd have to say that's that's kind of been my feel good story. You bet. Well, uh, I guess with that, that is episode seventy two. We will be back with some guests here in the next few episodes. Uh, you know, I know that we kind of, you know, we we had two episodes here in in, in three episodes uh, where we didn't have a guest, but we've got some other people uh, starting to get lined up. So. We just need to take some time to get to know each other a little bit more again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I felt <laughs> like I didn't even know Matt. <laughs> that's right. I, I, it's kind of a stranger. I felt like I felt weird knocking on the door. I could see the lights were on. Then all of a sudden they went off when I started knocking on the door. So I didn't know if you guys thought, who's yeah. this? Oh. Yeah, we didn't. We thought you were a robber. <laughs> well, after you're like blatantly lying to me about how many fishing rods you have, I feel like I don't know you, but... Yeah, I know. I'll, I'm, I'm going to count them, and I'm going to find out how many I have for sure. I don't trust you. I, I really don't. I You trust me. I don't. I'll be honest with you how many I have. All right. All right. With that, that was 72. We'll see you next week on 73. See ya. See ya.